Hello, and welcome to the Vitality Women Leading Audaciously podcast. I am Jennifer Helene, CEO of Purposeful Ventures, devoted to naturally innovative solutions for the realignment of humanity. We believe that stories connect us, dismantling the illusion of separation, causing healing. This interview will be 20 to 30 minutes long, and I look forward to sharing on Common Ground. Welcome, Michelle, to Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. I'm so grateful that you accepted my invitation, and I can't wait for us to learn all about you. So could you tell us a little bit about your story and um, why you do what you do and how you got there? Okay. First of all, thank you so much for the invitation. I'm really happy to be here. Well, I I do a bit of everything, let's say. Um, I'm a, let's say what I do for a living, I'm a motivational speaker and life and business coach. I am a human trying to learn every day, let's say, what it is that really makes life uh, meaningful for me. I'm, I'm, I'm in the art of, let's say, trying to unlearn all the, all the things that I learned in a way. I have a, a mentor, his name is Enrique Corbera, and he always says that, you know, you have to be in that industry where you're willing to just question everything that you have learned in the past as a human yeah. so you become better and more centered so um i help people connect with their heart mm-hmm. basically i also work with companies i'm really into developing value-driven strategies with an uplifting vision focusing on raising self-awareness um, I'm really passionate about that. I'm really passionate about fashion and coffee. <laughs> I love uh, that. In a family that produces coffee. So that is part of my DNA. <laughs> so I have, I have different, different, let's say, um, yeah, characteristics and passions um, that I like to pursue. I, I teach also meditation when I can. And I really enjoy that. So that is part of, let's say, the things that are related to me. That's so um, beautiful. My, my story started uh, with my passions, actually. So I was born in Miami. I was raised in Costa Rica. And since I was a very young girl, I, I knew, I just knew that I wanted to, to spend my life in the fashion industry. I wanted to design, to create. And... Since I was very young, I started sketching and learning how to sew and all these things. I moved to New York and I went to Parsons School of Design. I, I was a very committed student, very passionate. And I always like to say that the universe had, had a plan because I, I met wonderful people, wonderful, wonderful professors. And I had my first job when I was 21 years old. And I worked for very exciting, interesting, powerful fashion houses. And when I was 23, I had everything that I dreamt of. I had the job, I had the friends, I had the lifestyle, all the clicks, let's say, that I had in my vision board back then when I was a kid (laughs) were there. Somehow I was feeling really empty and lost nothing made sense and I felt a tremendous guilt because I was so lucky to be where I was 
still I was not happy. And I had like so much sadness and pain inside of myself. And I didn't know how to like, let's say redirect all that. Mm -hmm. I was also very um, disciplined when it came to eating and exercising and having a lifestyle that was so fast, I ended up finding myself in a very strong battle with eating disorders that took me around seven years to overcome. Mm -hmm. And that was, let's say, one of my greatest breakthroughs in life. <laughs> I always bless my eating disorder because it really woke me up. Thanks to that, um, I broke my tibia and peroné, my, my foot. If you get the accent, it's because I was raised in Costa Rica. So sometimes I get some words, you know. I love it. It's beautiful. Fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> it's part of who I am. I mean, it's like, sometimes I'm like, oh my God, what did I just say? Like, I love it. Yes, it's you. And it's beautiful. So yeah, I, I broke my, my foot and they said like, for one year, you won't be able to actually like walk. Oh, that was, and, and, you know, for, for someone that it's, uh, in, in that thrive of trying to control everything mm -hmm. that was, that broke me. Yeah. And, and that, that moment where, you know, I could not, not even like control it, say what I was no longer going to eat because I had people like, you know, I couldn't stand up. I couldn't do many things. I had yeah. to stop working. Um, that was such a big blessing because for the first time I had to just sit down and be with myself yeah. and deal with everything that I had inside of me. So that is part of my, my first part of the story. Mm -hmm. um, I went back with, let's say, a more clear vision of the reason why I had all these situations in my past. And I said, like, you know what? I'm going to continue to work in this industry that I love so much, but I need to change the way I'm doing things. I always had this call to empower women with my designs, to make them feel good, <laughs> let's say, with, with this, with the makeup, with the hair, with the color, with the, all the things that we put, let's say, outside. Yeah. You know what? I need to, to do some, some changes here. And the first thing is that if I want to really empower someone, it has to be from the inside out. That's right. So that's when I did like uh, this huge turn and I said, okay, let's change the approach. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was a beautiful, let's say, rebirth in, in my life, in my career, and also in the vision of, of the way that I was expressing through my work. That's so amazing. I, I, you don't know this, but I was also in the fashion industry. Um, instead of going to college, I had Hunter, like these uh, heads of, um, of Wilhelmina and Ford that were hunting me. And I, they said, would you give it a chance? Just give it a year. And so at 18, I moved to New York City and became a plus size model and uh, was wildly successful for like before I got for five years. And then I, I decided to stop modeling when I got married, but then went into the fashion industry and for a decade was, um, you know, going from everything from the um, you know, fiber for the thread all the way through point of sale and franchising. So uh, it's so interesting. Both you and I come from that background and we realized at some, at one point it needed to come from the inside out because that I, I too had like this movie star of a life, you know, like cars and private planes and multiple homes throughout Europe, you know, like it was extravagant, extremely extravagant. And I just looked around, I'm like, I'm not happy. 
<laughs> like all the things that you think. Did it switch the, the guilt in you? I don't know. I didn't, I, I, I don't, guilt, it wasn't a guilt. It was like an emptiness. I felt this emptiness um, because it lacked meaning. Uh-huh. And I think, you know, I, my mother, um, so my first Weight Watchers meeting was at age five. And, you know, we definitely had a theme in our family of like compulsive eating. And so there's that that had to be, there's probably more guilt and shame, like around the eating piece than just kind of what you described in your, you know, in your realization that like, it didn't, I wasn't happy, you know, like I just, I, I realized that I needed to serve. I needed, there had to be more meaning in, in what I was doing for my career. And so I think that all of us have that longing in our hearts that show us, that guide us and light the way for us. Um, and it's a little different for everyone, but it's so interesting. <laughs> it's incredible. It's, it's the purpose behind it. You know, it's what you just said. It really resonates with me as well, because it's like, at some point you're like, okay, so this was supposed to be it. So I'm here and I've never felt so empty or let's say in desperate need to find meaning in whatever it is that I'm doing. And that is a huge wake up call. And if you're surrounded by people that let's say have that same um, curiosity, mm-hmm. it's easier. But if you are like with your friends, with all the people that you've been all your life and from one day to the other, you're like, okay, no, this is not it you are sometimes the weird one. And oh yeah. You start questioning. It's like, am I going crazy? Like it, it's, this is like a, you know, crisis. Um, <laughs> yeah, definitely is a crisis. So you said something really interesting early on, you, well, many things, but something that really caught my attention was that forgetting, like forgetting some of these adult ways to get back to, you know, our child ways. It's not that I'm, I'm rephrasing what you said, but I'm curious what, what you've had to forget. Mm-hmm. You mean in the healing part of? Yeah. Okay. So I, I maybe I fast forward with the story, and I forgot a little something that happened to me when I was 16 years old. When I was 16 years old, I had my first serious depression out of the blue. Well, people were like, you know, parties and guys and all these things I was like why am I here Mm. why am I living this life what is the purpose like I had that kind of existential crisis when I was 16 years old Mm. Mm. and I just felt so weird that I decided to push that away I Mm. got into medication and I continued my life Mm. and that trying to find what was the purpose and the meaning behind everything that I was experiencing back then let's say came back when I was 23. Hmm. That was one of the things. The second thing was the relationship with my body, which I didn't have at all. I was very, very insecure. I was Mm. looking all the validation in the world outside of myself. Mm -hmm. And that trying to understand where that came from, because that was part of the, the guilt that I mentioned. It's because I was raised in a family where I had all the, let's say, um, love and stimulus, you know, you, I had a very, very present parents, mm-hmm. like, that's why I was like, 
I don't have an excuse, let's say, to feel this way because I, I didn't experience like, let's say something very harsh in my childhood. So why am I like, you know, having this, this, this hole in my, my stomach? I couldn't understand the real reason. Mm-hmm. And the real reason was that I never learned to develop a self-love uh, relationship with myself. I think all of us can relate to that on some level. And you grew up in Miami or you grew up in Costa Rica? I grew up in Costa Rica. I still have a lot of family in Miami. Um, (laughs) My brothers live and sister live in the US. So I was always like, let's say back and forth. Yeah. But to school, I went here in Costa Rica. Yeah. So I guess you can't escape it. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. You really can't escape it. (laughs) <laughs> you know, in terms of, of, of the demands we put on ourselves. And I have, a, I have a daughter and she's 17 now, but I could see her like when she was smaller, like six, seven, four, even like she would look in the mirror and she's like, she would talk to herself and she's like, I love you. And she would sing. And she, you know, she, you, she clearly had this relationship with herself that was just fabulous. I'm like, wow. And then when she turned 12 or so, really changed why does my nose look like that why couldn't my chin be like this why is you know why are my eyes this shape and why can't my hair be a different color and it was so interesting to observe this shift and it it's almost like we have to we have to integrate you know this adolescent part of ourselves that is disembodied disenfranchised angry you know comparative and then we have this child that's so beautiful and pure and loving, <laughs> accepting. <laughs> and then we have the adult self, right? So I think this integration is, is really key. And you hear a lot of self-help books talk about self-love. How do you get to self-love and what do you do and all the frameworks? And it's really a journey. And I would say that also my journey with food has been a big part of that, but movement as well. Um, the, the, the journey with yoga and, and movement and, and fitness and things like that. So um, Uh, that almost has been more valuable for me in terms of the embodiment piece. Like I live in my body comfortable in my skin and it's taken its own time. Mm -hmm. You know, there are two other things that I think that if you are not aware can really take you to very interesting routes in life. One is being highly sensitive. Mm -hmm. If you're a very highly sensitive child, a lot of the things that happen to you emotionally hit you so hard that you don't even understand. And you start also like, let's say being in a way um, very open to everything that happens to you. And it really affects you in um, a very strong way. Mm-hmm. And if you are, if you're growing up with that and you don't have that, let's say so-called self-love um, practice or awareness, it can really create a real damage, let's say in your personality and especially in your confidence. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the step before love is acceptance, at least for me, it is. It's like, can I really accept, you know, all these aspects of myself? And it's not always easy to, to be honest, because some of them are not pretty or what I think they should be or what somebody else wants them to be. And, you know, can I really be with that? Can I really fully accept that? And it's almost like the degree at which I'm able to accept is, is correlated to the degree at which I'm able to love myself and of course others. And so it's, an, it's a beautiful practice. Um, but so what did you, what did you want to unlearn? I just, I, I'm not sure I got the, I, got, I, I can't hold on to an answer for some reason. 
<laughs> Maybe I missed it. But what yeah. did you what did you feel you had to unlearn? Unlearn, I like to question, let's say, my my beliefs. Like when mm. something comes and visits me, let's say an emotion or a pattern, I like just to sit and observe about mm. judgment, let's say, what it is that I'm experiencing in that moment. Because every, let's say, reaction that we have, emotionally speaking, is something that we learned when we were kids. Totally. The way we deal with life, the way we think, the way we express ourselves. So at this stage in my life, I really like to see, hmm, is this serving me? Is mm -hmm. this really true? Or is mm -hmm. this false evidence that it's appearing real? Yeah, that's a beautiful place to be in. In, in everything, you know, even with yeah. the relationship with food. I mean... And I, I get asked this because after battling anorexia for seven years, it was mm -hmm. like, so are you really healed? And I'm like, well, thank God for today, I can say yes. Aww. But also I like to, again, see what, what did I learn about food when I was a kid? What I learned when I was recovering? Why I'm learning now mm -hmm. about the relationship that I have with food? And yeah. maybe something that I learned when I was healing was great back then, but right now I'm like, no, this is this is no longer something that I'm that I'm keeping. I want to transform. Beautiful, that. beautiful. You know, that's that's what I say with the art on on learning. That it's like yeah. you don't take yourself too seriously with the things <laughs> that you have or the things that you learn. It's so true. We're like, okay, yeah. so now I have this uh, new level of awareness, and this is yeah. good. This is bad. So yeah. it's like, you stay in the observer zone. So, yeah, I love it. Absolutely. That totally aligns um, and resonates. Are you in a romantic relationship, if I may ask? What? Are you in a romantic relationship? Like, no, do you have I'm a... I'm not. You are not. Because the reason why I'm laughing is because, like, I was single for so many years, like six years after I got divorced, which is a long time, you know, in your 30s to be single and uh, early 40s. And, uh, and I recently got into a relationship. And I, like you, was feeling like really centered and able to like do exactly what you're describing because that is, that is the answer. That's like sanity. That's peace. That's freedom. It's like all, it's like, that is the answer. And I find that like, as you're describing it, I'm like, yeah, I used to be like that when I was single. And I'm like, I wonder if she's in a romantic relationship because that's kind of slipping away from me right now. <laughs> I find relationships so confronting. Oh my gosh. Oh, that is the really like, um master class of life really you're like you know really in a relationship or that could be with a loving partner or with a with a kid yeah or neighbor even yeah. learn, you know if it's all the things that i'm really saying i'm actually walking my talk so <laughs> i know no i don't it's just so much easier i'm like i beat singles really easy for me <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're a busy woman, you know, you're in action with your coaching practice. You're um, got your own podcast, I hear, which is exciting. Um, and I'm um, just curious how you strike the balance of it all. Like, what do you, how do you do it? How do you find your balance? Okay. So um, there was a point in my life where I had, I discovered what the word workaholic meant. Mm. And I promised myself, I never want to go back to that because that causes you, you know, multiple illnesses and discomfort and lack of focus. So now what I try to do that really works with me 
it's to prioritize first what I do in the morning. I truly believe in the habits that we practice every morning really set the tone for the day. Absolutely. Help us like, let's say, have direction, clarity, and be stress-free for the rest of the week. Nice. I try to meditate, do Pilates every morning, or do boxing, or do yoga, something. Mm. Movement. Mm. Nice. And then I really try to balance my agenda. I, in advance, I block time for myself, not only for all the things that I have to do, mm-hmm. but I also, I like, you know what, I'm going to leave some time for reading, for meeting a friend. Yeah. It really gives me the space to be creative, to, to be better let's say even like have better performance because it's performance but with purpose totally it's taking care of others but also having the time to take care of myself beautiful oh, time to date. that is a big one it's like if you're always busy and you don't have time to date you're like okay so i'm single so i can work you know like <laughs> after hours and then you're like you will never meet anyone. i know you have to create the space so i'm really like yeah. you know I walk my talk with that too. So okay, it's good. A romantic partner, I need yeah. to have that space. I love it. The morning ritual is so valuable. It's, it's, I mean, it's consistent. Like every woman actually that I've interviewed so far has, has talked about this morning ritual and it's, uh, it's, it's really critical. It's so beautiful that you have that practice. And, and if I were to like, you know, look at you, um, from afar, say I was taking some distance, how would I see in terms of you kind of re like when you're really tired, like, what do you, what do you do to get your energy back? Okay. So when I'm really tired, I yeah. like, that is one of the things that works. I love baths too. As a highly sensitive person, mm. water is something that really helps me decompress and come back into alignment with my energy. So right, me water. too. Are you a water sign? I was getting woo woo, but uh, no, I'm an air sign. But I do love water. <laughs> I love the water. I know. For me, that's like me too. It's like, it's like regulating, stabilizing. Um, kind of rebooting. I feel like completely transformed after I take a bath. Do you, do you use salt in your bath? I do salts. Um, I do honey. I do herbs. I do what I honey. feel. I'm very intuitive in that sense. I'm like, nice. okay, how am I feeling today? Um, hmm. I get some, a facial when I feel that I'm really, really tired. I think that the stimulation that you have, like not talking about only the beauty or the health of the skin, but also when you get a facial, they end up like, let's say doing a massage, but it's helping you drain some facial uh, tension in the jawline, for example. It's also very good. We have a lot of uh, acupuncture points that are related to the stomach, the liver. So I like also that, that it's something that that also helps me. That's beautiful. I love that. Yeah, I haven't had a facial since COVID. I mean, it's like, it's, it's been, oh, I've, no. I've had to do it in-house, but I've been doing a lot of self-massage on my face. <laughs> you know that I actually recommend that to my clients and I give them like recipes of things that you can do at home, like masks for the hair or for the face or for the body. Little things that you can do that really make the difference. It's taking mm-hmm. that time. I'm going to do this for myself. Yeah, something really delicious, or you know, do a beauty mask and do a whole mess in the kitchen, in the bathroom, and be like Cleopatra. You do a little happy dance, and yeah, yeah, I love it. Dancing, yeah, 
Yeah. So how do our listeners find out more about your podcast and, and your, you know, you, so where, where should they go to find out more? Well, you can find me on social media, all platforms at Michelle de Mateu. That would be my name and last name. Uh, but what I'm really excited that I want to share with you and everyone that is listening uh, to join my YouTube channel. I am also starting a new chapter where I will also have inspiring leaders and women like yourself talking about leadership, about resilience, and about what it means to be human nowadays. So that's, that's my, my next, I already have a lot of content there. Um, but yeah, I don't want anyone to miss any episode. So I want to invite you to all subscribe. Oh, so beautiful. Thank you. Because and I'm you can find me by my name, Michelle de Mateo. Michelle de Mateo. Yeah. yeah. And that's two L's. It's D E. Yeah. Michelle, two L's and an E. Mm-hmm. And the last name is D E M A T H E U. Oh, that's important that you spelled that, but we'll have that in the show notes as well. But in case you're not reading, because you're listening, because you're driving or doing something else, then now you know, <laughs> which is great. Well, thank you for uh, sharing your wisdom. Is there anything, any words of wisdom that you want to leave our wis- listeners with that you'd like to kind of punctuate? To always remember that your real superpower is being you mm-hmm. and that everything that you share from your heart will go directly to the soul of the people that surround you. So mm. it's important that we keep that um, desire to always be centering our thoughts, our words, and our actions in alignment. So everything that comes is to build and not to destroy, block, or hurt. Oh, it's so beautiful. And that is the ultimate alignment. That is the ultimate integrity. And that is the ultimate formula for manifestation. So beautiful. Thank you for that reminder. Thank you. I love, love meeting you and sharing and spending time with you. You're so inspiring. Oh, I feel the same way. Feelings mutual. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. Please contact me if you're interested in cultivating more vitality at jennifer-helene.com on the contact page. If you know this episode would be of value to your community, please share it on all of your social media channels. Maybe you are a successful working mom who would like to share your story on this podcast. Please visit podcast.jennifer-helene.com backslash podcast-guest to apply. And you might know someone who would be an ideal guest. If so, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag vitality women leading audaciously i absolutely love seeing your posts and guest suggestions we are regularly putting out new episodes and content to make sure you don't miss any episodes go ahead and subscribe your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team in getting the word out about how to realign humanity with purpose. Purposeful Ventures is a company that is helping moms succeed in revitalizing their lives, relationships, businesses, and health. Please join a more personal conversation by working directly with me, joining my private Facebook group or one of my programs. This is Jennifer Helene, and thanks for spending your precious time with me.